Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Passages away in flight 00H129. That's flight 00H129. Please approach the gates. Your flight is ready for boarding. You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. Are you listening to the Out of Home Podcast? You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. Featuring Kieran, Kwame, Yas, and Stephen. You London boys are crazy. You're not worried about anything. What do you mean you're not worried about anything? I'm just, I'm just here, bro. What do you mean I'm just here, bro? Am I doing it right? Am I doing it wrong? No, you're doing it perfectly, my bro. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Thanks, Kevin, for eating days, bro. Huh? Nah, talk into it, though. Young, young, new days. Yeah, I like it. 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 You know the vibes. You know the vibes already. If you're tuned in... Well, usually Kwame would ask me a question. Hey, everybody. Yaf here. Um, yeah, this is me. Uh, Kieran, before we get into proceedings today, whilst on camera, I'd love to ask you a question. On this fine, fine Tuesday evening, what are we listening to, my brother? Well, if you are listening, it won't be Tuesday. It'll be Thursday. But you're listening to the Out of Home Podcast, a show brought to you by four Londoners capturing and sharing stories of inspiring people while sharing our own. In the building, one building it is, plus four, four operations. It's me, your boy, Key. I am sitting on my sofa with two absolute legends. You already heard one. Jeez. You go by the name of Yaf You Dance. And to the right of Yaf, <clears throat> we are joined by... A very, very special guest and friend of the show. He goes by the name of Stefan Dixon. Vibes. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. I told you, man, I feel like I got my international call-up from Gareth, bro. <laughs> international call-up. Man, dialed me in plus four forwards and I answered. Steph, before we uh, continue this conversation and you proceed to have your international call-up, we need to teach you some mic etiquette. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right. So you've got, you've got a number of different ways of holding the mic, but the most important thing is you have to speak down into this bad boy right here. Just so like this. What some people do, Kwame, <laughs> is they'll be talking, and then they stop talking into the mic. Cause oh, because they're turning the their head. So when I turn, I've got to turn like that. Yeah. Okay, I got you. So basically, you've got to move like a robot. When I move this no, way, you can do it fluid, innit? Like boom, okay, boom, boom. Enough. I hear you. Like you're performing, like you're hosting a panel. You get it. You know what I mean? I, I learn from I learn from the best guys. Things okay, you're cool. not averse to, my brother. You you got this in the bag. Oh, we're good. We're good. We're live. We're good to go. First of all, I want to say shout out to Stephen and Kwame who have been absolutely killing it. Uh, where have they been? Slovenia. Slovenia and Paris doing absolute madness if you follow Stephen or Kwame or maybe even Nike basketball or Nike in general or Jumpman 23 all of the above all of the above <laughs> you will find their work um well you might not anymore because stories are 24 hours but you probably might see it maybe I think I saw Stephen on every single channel <laughs> 
every channel I've, I've scrolled through, I saw Steven. <laughs> Steven makes sure, Showtime Steve makes sure that he's going to be on the B-roll or right in front of a camera. But he'll try, he'll try act na- like natural, yeah, as if he's not supposed to be there, innit? Like he'll just be, he'll find himself in the camera, yeah, in the shot. But he'll be like talking, like politicking with someone, like like it's a natural thing. I won't lie, yeah. I saw um, there was a clip that went on like one of the basketball channels of Zion Williams, Williamson, yeah, and he does like a a windmill dunk with like no run up. And I was all I was doing was looking for in the background, just trying to see if I could see Steven. I swear, bro. I, I must have paused that thing about four times and went look like was that is that Steven? That might be Steven. Is that Kwame, bro? It's very possible that he could have been there. But yeah, them men are doing absolute madnesses right now um they've taken a little bit of a break we've given them a little bit of a break but the show must go on as usual i'm here with the mandem and it's vibes man it's vibes and inshallah um brought to you by the out of homeboys steven kieran kwame yaf and as i said we're joined with the mandem stefan dixon bro what are you saying man i'm here bro like i said man got my international call up today Plus four forward, I answered. I can't run in. <laughs> can't run in. Been waiting. I've been waiting. Bro, we have been waiting, my brother. It's been such a long time coming since. Because you, 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 this is your first one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, hey. I, I, I've, I've, I've always supported the cause and like provided people to be on the show, but I didn't think I was good enough to get the call up. <laughs> so uh, pre-season's here now. Got the call wow. up. Trial run. I'm all good, man. Wow. <laughs> Obviously, my etiquette's being picked up. You get me, bro. Keep going in it. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see how this goes after this. You get me. Yeah, man. a regular fixture. You know what I mean. Like a young JD and Down make, Downs made her um her full debut last week. Solid performance, and we're we're literally reaching into our connections into the field to see who we can call up into the UK. You get me. The plus four four operations. Um, Kieran, besides you know giving the mandem some much needed rest. Should we give some context as to why we're starting to dive a bit more into our community of people? Um, so you might have remembered we had David and Fabian, a.k.a. The Moofers, um, on our show about a month or so ago. But, you know, we've had this conversation amongst ourselves and we realised that, you know, we say we're a community platform, and we are, but so we want to try and stand for that a little bit more, like reach out into our network, get more of our friends and our family onto the show, and just have more organic conversations. Not to say we wasn't before, but we want to try and like widen the net, if that makes sense. So, yeah, moving forward, you'll start to hear a lot more different voices, hear a lot more stories. And if you like it, let us know. If you don't, sorry. Um, <laughs> it's ours. I can't lie, I like having the camera here, you know. Why? I don't know, bro. Really and truly, you're a big time performer, isn't it? <laughs> loves the camera, loves the lighting. <laughs> he acts like he doesn't, but he he does. He does. Lately, I've been seeing a lot more photography of Yaf, um, just in random places. <laughs> he looks at me kind of mad. Um, the camera loves you, my friend. <laughs> you have a face for TV and a voice for the airways. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're here for it. I bet you are. <laughs> Uh, trust me, when he's got a young trim as well, it's mad. Let's not talk about trims. <laughs> let's. Oh, I've got a new barber, bruv. In fact, I, yeah, let's let's share this. I got a new barber in it. I don't think I actually shared this on the podcast, but um, there's a barber that has obviously opened up across the road from me in it. 
SSL Cool Cuts. Let me shout him out real time because, listen, I saw it open and I guess, you know, in a black community, barbers are quite sacred, isn't it? You have a barber and if your barber's good, you'll travel for your barber, isn't it? Me, personally, when I'm in London, I go back to Norbury. Well, I used to. Because that's where my barbers were. I would make sure I'd make that hour trip on a 60 bus all the way back to my ends. I'd also get to see my mum too and my brothers and my dad. Which is, it, it was like a, it was like a, you know, like a pilgrimage to the family. And I'd also come back with a haircut. But, um, so this shop opens across the road from my place. And I've been walking past it every so often. And there weren't too many people in there. I, was, I can't lie. I can't lie. And that's not necessarily a good thing for a barber, isn't it? No, no, no. Exactly. Not for most businesses anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I've, I've obviously walked past it a few times and I, I've seen maybe one or two people get cut, but not long enough to know to find out the finished product and the end product. So um, one day I, I needed a trim. Like it was actually like, it was desperate. That it was, I needed one because I was going away I didn't have time to go back to Norbury and I was like, oh boy, I'm going to have to cheat on my barber. We've all been there, bro. We've all been there. So I, go, I proceed to go to SSL Cool Cuts and I sit down in the barbers. I'm like, yo, bro, how much for a trim? And he tells me it's £20. Standard procedure in London now. You know what I'm saying? And... um I just go, look, I, all I want is a low fade, leave the top sort of thing in it. What are you going to say? Did you like show pictures for reference? No, 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 no. And f- let me, let me add also, mm-hmm. when I went in and spoke to brother, yeah, he was Jamaican. Okay. Right. And I'm not going to say that like Jamaican barbers versus African barbers versus anywhere in the country, Turkish barbers. Mm-hmm. I've just known to have my haircut done by Jamaicans and and if a Jamaican has a clipper, chances are he's going to be good in it. Okay. Chances are. Chances are. I, I have to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. I've got to disagree with that comment. That is not always the case. I'm t- I'm t- you can finish your story, but I have tra- I'm traumatized. <laughs> I'm traumatized by some Jamaican barbers. My hairline went back far, guys, because they were talking. They were talking. <laughs> no, there's mo- there, there's multiple things that happens in the barber shop. And one of the ones is when there's a conversation going on amongst four chairs and every five minutes he stops cutting my hair to talk about something else. A, a, a half an hour trim takes about an hour and a half. And then when I look back at my hairline, it ain't where it was supposed to be. Ah, nah, man, it traumatized me. So let, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I disagree. Not every Jamaican barber with clippers is a good one. I'm sorry. In my, in my experience and in my opinion, if I find a Jamaican with some clippers, right, I'll have a better feeling in my stomach about how this trim is going to go, okay? So, finally sit down in this barbershop. There's no one else in there, so he can't be distracted by conversation. Also, I thought. My man took an hour and a half, literally, <laughs> to cut my hair, yeah? And literally every five seconds, like, man will touch up my fade. And they'll be like, boy, 
then they'll start talking about something about the government. Then they'll start talking about the housing crisis. See? Then it's, bro. I just came, I just come in for a trim. You know, like in barbershops, <laughs> it's usually you that gets the therapy. Yeah? I felt like I was giving him therapy whilst he was cutting my hair. But I'll say this, yeah. When that trim was done, Steph. Was ten? Jesus Christ. I stepped out that I stepped out that shop and I started making TikToks, fam. <laughs> Wait, some, bro, you know when you start doing dumb shit because you got a haircut? Man was sitting on my high road. Yo, I was sitting on my on my high street, yeah, outside of Crunk Burger making TikToks because my trim was so lit, bro. Are you 13 years old, bro? <laughs> outside a burger shop. What day was it? Friday. Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> it might have been a Thursday. This guy. <laughs> it even might have been a Wednesday, you know. The it might have been a Wednesday. On a Wednesday? Yeah. Making TikToks. Yes. Because the trim was lit. Crunk Burger. Yeah, Crunk Burger. Shout them Crunk out. Burger. They're also a local they're also a local eatery around here. Yeah. Big, big vibes, big yeah, burgers, yeah, big, big wings, and also a vegetarian thing that Yaf can munch into too. Man man played 90 minutes. <laughs> And then came outside and started playing TikTok. Yeah. Making bro. TikTok videos. Yeah, bro. But listen, I, went, I, I say all of that to say that I have a new barber that is less than two minutes walk from my yard and it is 30. So shout out Indian. Yeah. One time. I don't really do shout outs on the podcast, but shout out Indian. Yeah. Because if you need a trim, South Croydon, Croydon area. Even into Fort and Heath and Norbury, make your way down there. He needs some customers in it. <laughs> <laughs> and some more therapy. <laughs> Wait, let me ask you a question. I'm gonna ask you a question. Go ahead, go ahead. What's the most you man will pay for a trim? Oh, I've paid a lot for a haircut. I, I need to I need to know. I and there's morals and principles to this thing, but I need to know. Amsterdam prices. Like, can someone explain this to me? Bro, when we used to live in Amsterdam, mm. the Felipe, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna call his name. <laughs> Felipe, uh, don't know the surname, but this guy he charged I think it was thirty eight euros. Oh, that's trim. That's not fucking bad. Thirty eight euro. Bearing in mind, <laughs> this trim was located in Hilversum, innit? So, for those of you who are not familiar with the geography of the Netherlands, Hilversum is not Amsterdam, and it takes a young twenty five to thirty minutes on the train, not even the underground, the train. So you know you're going big quay facts, to facts. get a trim, but. And this has always been one of my biggest bugbears in, in the Netherlands. <laughs> I said bugbears. When you're <laughs> traveling on the overground, yeah, your trip might cost you eight euros on mm. the on like their version of the oyster. Card, on a tippy right? tappy, yeah. It's called the OV chip card for those who care or are wondering. <laughs> now, in order to travel with that oyster card chip card, which gives you the lower price, there is a minimum top up balance required, which is twenty fucking euros. And it's always, always stressed me out, bruv. So I remember one time, funds were kind of low, I'm not gonna lie. It was when my bike got shipped out to Alcatraz. (laughs) 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 My bike got shipped. He's gone. My bike got shipped out, bruv. Please, please curtail tell this story quickly. <laughs> tell them where your bike went, please. I need, to, I need to know. I need to know. I need to know. It went to bike jail, bruv. <laughs> to bike jail. I'm simple as. Wait, bike jail. I swear to you, bro. You know how your car can get towed in the I'm UK, yeah? You, yeah? 
Well, clapped. Your bike can get towed away in Amsterdam. You come back from a motive and your bike gone, dog. Wait, can you explain how this happened? Bri? If you, you park your bike in places that it should not be, there are people in the municipal that will walk around and take your bike on a tow truck. There's about a hundred fucking bikes on this tow truck and they will take it to the Alcatraz of bike prison in Amsterdam, bro. Maximum security bike prison, bro. Wait, so how, how did you find your bike? So I think, I, bro, so obviously this was all new to me. I was just being nonchalant one time and I was, I was you know, rushing for the train, innit? So I parked on my bike in an area where it's not supposed to be. But I've been doing that. And then the first time, I remember I came back, I had like some sticker on my bike. I was like, what the fuck is this? And just like ripped it off and dashed it. Totally mm. disregarded it, yeah? But little did I know, that was like your warning, innit? That little sticker that I had disregarded and not given a shit about was my warning sign that, big man, if you do this again, You're this might go in a jail. <laughs> Bruv. So obviously, I've, I've, uh, it, was a, it was a Friday as well even. So obviously, you know, like you need your bike for the weekend, you know, active and that. So I've pulled up, I've got back now. And you know in Amsterdam, yeah, when you've parked your bike somewhere, but you was rushing. So you're like, okay, maybe I didn't park it here. Maybe it was in the other bay or whatever. Brother, I was walking around like a wally for like 15 minutes, yeah? Just thinking to myself, bruv. That's so ironic. Bruv. That's mad. Bruv, have you man ever had this situation? Bro. And he was looking for his bike. Brother. Have you man ever had this, yeah? Well, you need to concentrate so badly, you take your airpods out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just want to know, like, Oh how, did you, how did you know that your bike got taken by the bike police? <laughs> Bro, so I, 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 I could only imagine that that's what happened. So I said, I'm just thinking that there's no, I think there's I put no, it on my story. There's no sticker or something for them to stick the bike on. There's no reference gone. point, bro. There's no reference point. It's just vibes. So I think I put it on my story and someone said, yo, your thing got taken. I was like, oh, that's what that sticker was. <laughs> oh, shit. So anyway, I'm digressing. Long story short, my, my bike got taken. I had to pay like one something or however much it was to reclaim it. So funds were kind of low for that weekend. Had to pay 38 for a trim and top up my thing, 20 euros. Go to Hill for something back. It, bruv, it takes like three hours out of your day at least. To get a young trim. Yeah. Nah, that's like, what's that? That's 50, 58 quid that you pay for a trim, yeah. All right, so. We hear yours. So. <sighs> You got like a head massage and so there was <laughs> spa there, treatment. So when I, <laughs> for a long time, for a long, do you know what? Do you know what makes mine even worse? Remember, man had locks. So no one was touching the top of my head, didn't it? Man yeah. was just getting a young side shave, young side fade, right? There was two barbers that I went to. The first one was located in a daily paper store on Builder Dextra. Not too far from my yard, so I didn't have to pay any sort of transport, I jumped on my bike, rode up the road in it. Shout out to my guy that used to cut my hair, Daniel. He actually did a good job. But when he told me the price of the first haircut, I lost my shit. The haircut, Steph. I shit you not, bro. 55 euros for a short backhand <laughs> size. <laughs> <laughs> You know when that money was leaving my account, yeah? These times, trims were still £15 in London, bruv. I was losing my fucking mind, bro. 55, 55 euros. 55 
blood clot euros, bro. What's the rationale? Bro, I had no idea. Bro, I paid 55 euros for How a trim. How long did it take? Wasn't as long as flipping Indian's haircut. It was about 25, 30 minutes, bro. Because I'm thinking, like, did it come with a passport? No. <laughs> it didn't come with a no, passport. I, do you know what? At first, no, but at first, yeah, I was just thinking, oh, maybe because it's in the Daily Paper store. It's at the back, a little bit premium. It looked very nice. You, use, you know, you use those clippers without the lead. Mm. You know what I mean? It had like, you wear, the fancy you like clippers. The black gloves and like a gold trimmer yeah, and that. Not necessarily the black gloves, but you had a gold trimmer. Yeah. You know, all of these things. You're like, okay, maybe I'm just using for, he's, I'm paying for the for the equipment, yeah. basically. The, the was Insta- Instagrammable trim. Bro, yeah, you know, like that. I like, was paying for the research and design. <laughs> 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 he funded everything with that 55 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second place that I used to get haircuts, yeah, was actually the same fucking price. I'm not even going to name my man's name because remember that time when I said I went to the barbers and my man said it was all right to say the N-word? <laughs> I since seen him, but I just say, I just, I just pass him in the street, you get me? But yeah, man, that's the type of, that's the type of money that a man has paid for a trim. Like, it come like man's all getting... I remember, bro, I used to get my hair locked, trim. By the time I'm done actually doing my hair, bro, it's costing me at, like, at least 100, Definitely 120, imagine. bro. Long, long. Do you know what's mad, though? That's, like, if you ask a woman, they're like, that's fine. fine. Yeah. Like, do you know how much women pay for bundles? But, bro, bro, they're getting trims at... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, fair, yeah. fair. But the majority of women are getting uh, their hair done for like like once every f- six months, bruv. Three months? Two months. Even if it was, it's still less, isn't it? Like, we're getting trims at least, like, what, every two to three weeks? Bro, they're spending a lot of money, bro. A lot, a shitload. A shitload, if, if I'm spending that type of money, that, that's got to last me, like, six months. Exactly. Exactly, bro. Exactly. How much do you pay for a trim, Steph? Me? The most, the most. I can't lie. How much would you pay for a trim? How much would I pay for them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Same amount I'm paying now because I'm stingy. (laughs) I can't lie. Nah, unless I get, unless I'm getting a free trim, unless I'm getting a free trim from work or something, (laughs) man. I funny. Fam, every time there's an event, yeah. I don't care. This guy's workplace. It's I like could. he books my man. It's like he books the barber. Aye. Not even for the event. For him, bro. Aye, I can't lie. Because I'm getting, a, I'm getting a mad trim. I'm getting a mad trim. I'm getting an Instagrammable trim. A young HD cuts. A young HD. Big up shoulder. The young HD cuts, cuz. Yo, Steph is Do you know what I mean? And even if I already had a trim for my barber, I'm still cheating. Yeah, a, young top a, up. Trim. a young top up, innit? I'm getting a top up. I can't lie. Oh other th- other than that, other than that, I can't lie. It's a young twenty pound for me still at max. Yes, yeah, young same. twenty pound. I max, think max, I, I got to stick max. by my morals on oh that young twenty pound. Oh, but dude, if it's coming out of my bank account, I'll try to hustle it down to fifteen if I can. <laughs> <laughs> but but twenty, if I go fifteen, I don't think I'm getting a good trim. So I got to go twenty to be to be lit. Facts, factual. Yeah, bro. I feel like if there's a big big difference between a fifteen pound trim and a twenty pound yeah. trim. Twenty pound, like you know, you're getting a solid. Seven, maybe eight out of ten. Fifteen, you just don't know, bro. You don't know. Could be a young six, fam. But then again, the 55, you might not even get a good trim out there. You know what I don't like, yeah? And I know we're going we're gonna to get into what made you smile. I realise that this is going on for a little bit, yeah? But I don't like, yeah? You see when barbers line you up 
but they don't use the blade afterwards. Like, how dare you just use a T-outliner to do my hair, my, do my line-up, fam? I want this thing to be sharp. I need it to be sharp. And then you're looking, yeah, you're done. I said, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's still some more to do. <laughs> I need you to get the blade out, yeah? Put it in the anti, the, the, the first one in the anti-back thing and get a fresh one and line up my thing with the talcum powder as well, you know, so you can, you know, can you see know, it. You know what my thing used to be? Yeah, go ahead. Like, yo. Unless I get, I don't. Sometimes I don't even know what the barber's cutting, but the scissors. Oh, like, hey. the scissors the, I don't know. What, I don't even know what he's cutting. The leveler. Sometimes I think <laughs> the they just do it. <laughs> I don't. I, I think I think he just cut it for no reason. But, but on I the top it. of the head. Yeah. Sometimes I think they're just doing it for 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 show, bro. I swear. But I like the sound of it. You know. <laughs> no, when they do that to the beard, it's wavy because they do it very quick. Uh, I got a question for you, man. Simple yes or no. Um, Kwame, I'm sorry we took so long in this section. We are going to get to what made you smile very soon. Um, yes or no answer? Yes or no answer? Right? We're we're at the age we're at. Hairline's looking mad. Yes. Turkey or no? <laughs> Turkey or no? Yes. But no, my hairline's not looking mad, but yes. Yes. If I had money. I'm going to say no. Why? <laughs> you know what? I just, I just got to embrace it, man. I embrace think, it? I think I'll just embrace it and I'll like go low, but I'll make sure my beard is lit. Okay, okay, like I'll okay, make sure okay, my okay, beard okay. is lit. Okay. But, because I know I'm going to get there. I know it's going to happen to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm already embracing it now. I've tried to look a couple of times online how much turkey eating husband. I can't lie. I've looked a couple of times. But I, I don't really understand what's going on. There's multiple different things, but I think, yeah, no. Nah, I think I've just got to embrace it, man, and make sure my beard's lit. The other, the other day, I was, at, um, I was actually at my work um, summer party, and I just got a trim, but I was wearing a hat, innit? <clears throat> and one of my friends that I used to work with at my old, my old spot uh, hadn't seen me since I cut my dreads. So I'm talking to her and I take my hat off just because it was hot. And she's gone, oh, what happened to your hair? I said, I cut it. Have you seen it? She's like, I haven't seen it. It's like, nah. I was like, yeah, but you know what? I'm thinning in the corners like this, yeah? She's like, nah, Key, your hair's fine. You made it this far. Your hairline's still intact. So I was like, thank God and thank Jesus, right? Because obviously certain times when I look at the head and I'm like, it's a bit mad still. Would I go to Turkey? I fe- I, Maybe I, I, I would go, bro. I feel like that sometimes. What about bro? you, Yaf? What are you saying? What are you saying, young Yaf? What am I saying? I'm saying that the bucket hat and cap game will be a lot stronger than it is right now. And I'll firm the turkey thing. Yeah, I'll just embrace nature, man. I just, do you know what it is? Also, like, I've, I, like, I know I'm wearing one now, but I'd, I try not to wear hats anymore. Says... Capping Cappington over here, but I got. I'm wearing, I'm wearing one what now. What are you talking other about? Other than that, yo, you live in hats, fam. What other are you than that, about? nah. When have you seen Steph without a hat? This guy's jamming it, bro. Nah, what are you talking about? This guy's capping, fam. Oh god. This guy. They're different brands. Everything. But <laughs> I don't even want to do it. I don't want to do it. Go on, but go he's on. got more hats than Stephen. <laughs> no got, way. You got, you got more hats than Stephen, bro. Huh? I know. (laughs) There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Shouts out to Stephen. And his two hats. What made you guys smile in the last seven days? What made me smile in the last seven days? Mm, I think, you know, I think it was, for me, I worked <clears throat> quite a lot this last couple of weeks. Um, and I ain't really had time to digest. And like on Sunday, just gone, it was my little cousin's first birthday. And I've Big never ups. seen her before. And then, and I'm like, yo, I, I, I realized how much time I've been spending wow. with my family. Like a little family park thing. Yeah. But usually when those things happen on a Sunday I'm like I'm slumped and I can't move I'm like nah I'm gonna come I'm gonna come don't turn up but I actually made the effort to turn up in this heat and it was actually quite refreshing to see all my family in the park just like catching a vibe so that's what you do yeah Steph you say yeah I'm gonna come you're gonna you don't turn up wow yeah it's happened so a couple when times. Steph so when Steph tells you yeah yeah I'm gonna come I'm gonna come don't, then you know what's happened he sided yeah you. but yeah okay. no, no it's just on a Sunday it's a bit techie have you been on the receiving end of Hmm? Nah, I don't think so. I think Steph's a man of his word when it comes to link up. I think I think oh, it just sometimes on a Sunday it was just a bit techy. But that one when I went, when I went, I was like, rah, just seeing my little cousins like run around and like sitting on the grass and listening to some bashment. I was like, yeah, you know what? Someone's like just cooking up some food, and I'm like, yeah, I missed this. Nice man. So that kind of made me like, yeah, I've attended now. I will see you guys in the next one. Well, another year. Whenever the next one's been had. <laughs> <coughs> but it was nice. It was nice. It made me smile, to be fair. It's always good to spend time with your family after a long time as well, because I feel like we live in such a like rapid-paced society and have jobs that demand so much of us that we sometimes just forget. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's good that you took the time out to see your fam. And I'm glad that it made you smile, my bro. Um, I think mine's kind of similar as well. Like this weekend, um, had a few... Had a few events. My weekend was eventful. Yeah, my weekend was eventful. Um, I can't remember the first one, but (laughs) I did link up with uh, Niall, uh, Hack, DJ. Yaf was there also, Hack's little brother. Um, It was um, one of my boy's girlfriend's birthdays, 30th. Um, I linked up with, I saw my cousin that I hadn't seen for two years because of COVID. Like, during COVID, she was like, I'm not going nowhere. My house is, like, a no-go area. Um, basically, her whole whole family were like, no one's coming in. Wow. <laughs> Ran by her brother. Um, but it's my Uncle Neil's daughter, so I hadn't seen her for a long time. And we just we caught up after the party. 
came back here and we're chatting. It was late, yeah, and I was, I was like, oh, I need to go to bed. But we had like a four-hour conversation. I ended up going to bed at like five in the morning. But Ooh. yeah, but it was sick, man. It was sick. And then obviously uh, on the Sunday, we went to the hangout. Yes, we did. We did. Hack. A hack. I say hack. Yaf made his debut. Uh, it was sensational. And um, yeah, it was just good vibes. This weekend was yeah. a lot of good vibes, man. So um, I'm feeling it a little bit. But I didn't drink that much, actually. So And also, shout out to Liv, because we did two events on the Sunday. We went to Hangout first. Then we went to Liv's 30th, which was in Aldgate East. And um, yeah, it was just good to just catch up with friends and hold a good vibes. Vibes on vibes, my brother. What about you, yeah? A few things. Yes. I'm going to reiterate the Sunday at the Hangout. Yeah. It was fun. <laughs> I've realized that one of my callings in life is chatting shit to people. Oh, my God. It I really, really is. Enjoy it. it really is. Um, I don't know why I enjoy it, but I feel like I find some type of therapy in it. <laughs> but that was just really fun. I mean, the event itself was sick. There was... It's just a good vibe. Like I'm, I'm not here to sell or promote any party, but yeah, hangout is dope. Like sick concept. Kieran introduced me to it. I joined up when it was it was dope. Like th- you can see they invest a lot of money into the into the situation mm-hmm. and they try to make it like a really mm-hmm. premium experience. So I I, I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, went to the hangout with K, chat shit to bare people just. And when I say chat shit, lovely listeners, I mean just bantering with people, <laughs> more, more or less. This guy told someone that he had a, a show on ITV7. Can I ask how long it took someone to figure that out? I can't remember, you know. I actually can't remember, bro. <laughs> Wait, and also... What show are you referring to? Like, what? Oh, bro, I was just chatting rubbish, man. <laughs> the Hennessy was in me. Yeah, it was in the system. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just talked into two mics. Fisted yeah, um, up on a Tuesday. Anyhow, <laughs> so that was that. And then uh, yesterday, oh, yeah. So my younger sister is working on a proje- project. Project. Which is project. Project. Which is basically around my dad Wicked. and how he grew up. And as part of that. I needed to drive all the way to Kieran's house you yesterday did, yeah. to yeah. pick up the equipment. First of all, neither here nor there. Once the equipment was situated in the family house, <laughs> we sat down and we had a conversation. And do you know what? Like some of the questions that I asked my dad, I learned so much about him. Like there's bare things about his life that I had no idea about. Amazing. And you know, most parents of the Caribbean persuasion, I would even venture out to say African as well, because I have a lot of African friends. Typically, you know, they show their emotions in a very special way, but they're not very forthcoming with their emotions, mm-hmm. you know. So having that conversation with him, just just, uh, just like hearing his perspective on certain things and like what's important to him, what stuck with him since he was a child, how he views family. It was just beautiful, man. I, like, nice. I just wanted to give him a hug after. Oh, did you? No, my dad's too stiff for that, man. Even this morning when I told him, so like I was explaining this to my girlfriend, she was like, you should tell him how that conversation made you feel. Yeah. So I told him this morning, and he like didn't really respond, but I think that's because he didn't know how to respond. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's like the same with my dad, to be fair. Yeah. Like, I, 
really and truly, I should ask a lot. I should ask a lot more questions about the past. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But my dad just like brushes over it sometimes, and I'm just like, "What did you really go through?" Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I hear little snippets. I hear little snippets. Little mm. snippets. Mm. I'm thinking, "Raw, tell me more." But I don't know whether that's a. I don't want to talk about it if it's a trigger. Or I genuinely like you've lived. You're living a completely different really time frame man. to when I was. Yeah. So we don't want you to go through that sort of thing. That's really interesting, bro. I feel but it's it, it's mad because yeah, my dad's not a person that will really open up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a a Caribbean trait from a certain generation, man. Like we've spoken about it on this podcast a few times. I think like their parents came over here to provide and survive. And that was instilled into them where they will just go and work and to make sure that they were set up in a specific way so that they could give to their own children and to their families. I don't know whether or not they had the lines of communications from their fathers or their their mothers or whoever, because a lot of them, and this goes for like, I'm speaking specifically about my pops, he lived with his grandfather and grandmother until his grandfather passed and it, and until he moved to the UK when he was like 16. So he never really had like his dad in the house. So like his conversations with his pops were, he'd already been like, been through life to a certain point about his dad. Now his dad's over here and he's, his dad probably was working from like 14, 13 anyway. So his perspective on what a 16 year old should be doing in London is completely different to like, say if we had kids and we're raising them and we've got our, and we've gone through what we've gone through, we're going to treat them a little bit differently. So it's really interesting to kind of like get that and understand that as a, a, just a feeling that your your parents might have, you know? No, it's, it's interesting to be fair. And like, there's certain things that I've seen around my house and I'm like, why has my dad got bare like record collections? Like, was he a DJ? He, but uh, I didn't know my dad was, a, my dad used to run rhythms. Sure. My dad used to spin decks. <laughs> didn't know it. Swear down. Did not know it. What's his DJ name, bro? I don't even know. Like, he won't talk. He won't talk about these things. But like, let's bring your dad on the podcast. You no, know, it's mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my, yeah. Like, my dad, my dad wouldn't really talk about it. But like, my my uncle stuff. Yeah, your your, your dad used to run rhythms. Da, 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 da. Hold a shabin, touch, you know. Don't touch the vinyls. But I see bare vinyls. I'm thinking this guy maybe used to play music in the house, and that was it. That's yeah. what I thought it was. No, nah, my dad was a young, my dad, young Nev. Shout out, young Nev. All tight, young Nev. Done my, my, my dad was a young DJ. Wealth man was a milkman back at the time. I didn't even know my dad was a milkman. It's Bruh. all mad. But my dad used to hold big <laughs> shabins, bro. I was like, what? I was going to make a joke about the milkman, and then I thought it might be inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dad used to not have it. What, what? <laughs> <laughs> young Shabins, bro. I was like, whoa. That's crazy. So what, do you think that you've like in, inherited any of his like musical prowess? Nah, just invented it. I just took his hairline. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> what things do you... Nah, this is a good question. What, what things traits? do you think... Yeah, what things do you think... Yeah, what traits do you think you've, built, you've picked up from your pops? For, this is for everybody as well. Oh, mad. I don't know. I've definitely got. I've definitely got. I definitely look like him. Yeah. I definitely look like him. Um, I think I got that like stubborn attitude to a certain extent. I think he's got that. It's like typical Caribbean. When you're angry, you get vexed. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah. So speaking in patois <laughs> to a certain extent, he's got to mind what you say. But like, yeah, the stubborn don't want to hear nothing. I definitely have that trait. Mm. 
I don't know, like, yeah, like, from a sp- like sports perspective as well, like, we're very, like, deeply ingrained in sport, yeah, like, both yeah. of us. My dad used to play cricket as well. Wavy. Um, Trust me. So, my dad loves cricket. I don't really like watching cricket too, too tough. Can but your dad sit and watch a test match? <laughs> my dad can sit and watch... Easily, bro. My dad can sit and watch a t- My dad will get up at, like, 4 a.m. in the morning yeah, if, Australia, if, if Australia's playing. Bro, it's like they, they just zone out. Yeah. They can watch I don't, I don't know how they do it. Over after over after over. Test oh sorry, test I don't even know that much about cricket to tell you what a test match is, but I believe it goes on from one to five days. Yeah, yeah. like one to six days or something like that. <laughs> and and they play cricket every single day. And cricket to me is probably one of the most boring sports ever, you know. Like you know, one, it, to me, to me, because it was always on in my yard, and I just didn't get it, bro. It, I don't, I don't, no excitement. It, it's bo- it's boring for like a for me. It's boring from like a test perspective. Yeah. But if it's like a young international like, like 2020, 2020, like okay, 20 overs, okay. and it's like quick things where you just have to hit sixes. Yes, yes. yes. Like I just want to see people hit yes, shots. Yes. And test people test out. matches is like chess. <laughs> it's like chess, bruv. It is a long and methodical game. It takes long to get to the fucking end score, bro. Just don't get. So, okay, so in test cricket, I think it's 100 overs or maybe even more. I don't even know, bro. But an over, an over is six, is when the bowler bowls six times, then you have one over. And then, so 50 overs is 300, 300 bowls, right? But they had test cricket to begin with. Then they went with like 50 over cricket to make it shorter and more condensed. Then they had 2020, Mm -hmm. and 2020 is like 20 overs, so it's like fast and furious, and that bangs. But I think for a lot of Caribbean fathers, they watch cricket because it just brings them back to their childhood. Yeah. Like my dad used to play cricket on the beach. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine when he's watching cricket, it's like it's, it's bringing back memories as well as, you know, be, he's being entertained by it. So I don't know if that's with you guys. It probably, it, probably is, is, it probably is the same. Like my dad and his brother were like very good cricketers and well known like in their areas. Uh, my uncle Stratty like played for Surrey and that. But like he... Cricket, yeah, <laughs> sorry, Shout out to Oxford Stratty. Um, and my pops, they um, that that's their sport. That's it. But I, I never learned cricket. Like my dad never taught me how to play cricket, innit? Bro, speak for yourself. My dad used to take <laughs> me and my brothers to Kennington Park, bro, to play cricket. Bro, with like the wicket, and the, I don't know if anyone here listening has ever seen a cricket ball, but it's a hard oh, no. red thing. Lever the red, the red thing. He took you to Kennington Park. <laughs> bro, did you have pads? <laughs> no, bro. No, bro. I bear, bear bruises on the shit. By shin. the time man got to a certain age, there was no more tennis ball, bro. No more tennis ball cricket, fam. Listen. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, the orange ball. Like, the nah, orange the proper cricket. red thing, bro. Listen. So he would take us, like, proper set up the stumps. No, I swear to you, bro. I swear to you, I could never forget that. But it's so cute when you think about it. Like, yeah, it's mad, it's mad. He just wanted to take his kids to play, go and play cricket. So the mad thing, like, my dad was a cricketer, but my dad never took me to play cricket. Yeah. And I always, like, when I was in school, I used to go into people saying, yeah, my dad plays cricket. I can play cricket. Me Lord, too, what? Too, <laughs> what a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do a cricket tournament. <laughs> what a... What <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine Steph trying to do a young spin ball. A young spin ball. <laughs> Steph! You know when you're trying to... Bro, my arm would be over there. Bro, the thing is getting launched back here. 
Bruv, I couldn't do nothing on that cricket field. I could field. I could field. I could field. I could just about catch. Because if I didn't want to catch that hard ball, fam. Because if that hit your, your fingers, you'd be a fucking pissed, bruv. But I couldn't play cricket to save. I couldn't to save my life. I'd had one good cricket match. I phoned my dad. I said, dad, I bowled a maiden over. And I had two outs, like two wickets. My dad was elated. The next game, I was out for a duck. <laughs> <laughs> Man played for the A's one game. They said, "Don't bring it back up here." <laughs> oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh no! It was the trades. So yeah, yeah. Tell me about the trades that you have on your box. Well, my dad is a uh, uh, two main things. I would say. My dad's a really big believer in com- like being confident. You know, like um, he's a believer of like you can uh, you can basically do anything you want in this life, and I feel like he's testament to that in terms of you know his experiences and stuff like that. But further to confidence, he's just someone who is just like he just knows how to chat to people. He knows how to chat to people. He can get along with anybody. He's just a charming man, isn't it? When he wants to be. And I feel like he passed on those two things to me the most. But then on the flip side as well, I would say that being in a relationship has shown me that there's certain things that I struggle to express about how I truly feel sometimes as well. And it's usually the negative stuff. Like if I feel, you know, like, um, how can I explain it? Maybe if I feel a little bit vulnerable, in the sense that maybe I might want attention from my partner, but I don't express it. So I'll just be moving a bit mad. Or I'll be moving a bit silent. Do you know what I'm trying to say? What's wrong? No, I'm cool, man. Do you know what I mean? Bro. Been like, there, been there, been there, man. I'm, be, I'm just being totally honest, yeah, bro. Yeah, like, nah, it's, it's I'll suppress my shit, fam. Caribbean? Toxic Caribbean, man. <laughs> it's facts, it's facts. But bro. do you know what? Like, you got to take the rough and the smooth in it. So I, I just try to understand who I am, the things that I've picked up from my parents, in this case, my dad, and just just try to roll with it, do you get what I'm saying? But I feel like, you know, most, we've got a lot of friends that are African, Caribbean, whatever. I think the biggest thing with Caribbean men is they're super expressive and they just have a certain flair to them. And that's not to say other men don't of other origins. I feel like Caribbean men are super expressive whether that's with their clothes their responses to things it's just extra fam now i think i think one thing i will say about my dad is that one thing i definitely took from him was to be a hustler yeah, yeah like yeah. learn to just hustle because mm. like he done many different many different jobs yeah do you know what i mean and like done many different like ways to help us get by mm. and i think that's kind of like just ingrained in me mm. like mm. from a I'll say from a, a strategic point of view, yeah. maybe not. <laughs> but from an executional point of view, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? By any means necessary, get it done, in it. By any means necessary, whatever the cause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As they would say. Um, what, have, what, have I, what have I got from my dad, man? My dad is a methodical and deep, long thinker. Like, my dad is a person who likes to take his time with things. And... You know what, like, I think he's very 
very very knowledgeable about a lot of different things but if you don't like well you have to you have to ask him like he ain't just gonna come out with these facts but he say for instance you're talking about like obviously boris johnson is just like is resigning and whatever and whatnot yeah PM's gonna leave. but my pops will be able to talk to you about tony blair's referendum He'll be able to talk to you about because he's just so ingrained in everything that happens in the world. <laughs> I, I, there's two things my dad watches: the cricket and the news. The news, yeah, bro. bro. Like those are the two what things. News, my, uh, news of the world, ITV News at ten. Like he he watches. Uh, what's that? Al Jazeera. Al Jazeera. Oh, <laughs> bangs it, bro. But you know what? Al Jazeera is actually a really good news channel. It's non biased. It's non biased, man. It's good, but. All of a sudden, my dad thinks he's an expert on Yemen <laughs> policy, bro, because he watched one feature documentary on, on Al Jazeera. But um, it's true. But my dad's also, like, very good with his hands, very practical. Um, so, yeah, like, I feel like those are the types of things that I'm very grateful that I've, like, picked up from my pops, you know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, man, like, it as, we, as you said, like, I, I grew up not really having, like, a direct, like, emotional, like, like where you have the conversations with your pops and that. And my dad would tell me to stay away from Gyal. Like, but I'd be like, why? But he wouldn't really tell me why. Do you know what I mean? Gyal trouble. But it was like trying to like, now we're getting to a point where we can start talking about different things and learning a lot more about each other. Because I think I've got to the age where I think I need that from him. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, I would go up to him and be like, yo, we need to chat about this or we need to talk about this. Or what do you think about that? And he's got, the thing is, he's got the knowledge. It's just that he's not going to be like, yo, I got something to tell you unless it's too late. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I'd say like now it's just like tapping into his his uh, his resources and trying to figure that out. Go on, Steph. I was going to say like, <clears throat> do you f- like for me, I realized that as soon as I moved out, mm. I end up with a better relationship with my dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know, like we never had those conversations about gal or anything. You know what I mean? Shout out to the homeowners out here. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, One time. We never had those conversations. Yeah. So I already, I already learnt mine from, like, streets. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? From, honest, I learned mine from the streets. A hundred, bro. A hundred. Like, Which is warped in itself as yeah. a reality. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's like one of them ones where when you move out, all of a sudden, I realised when I was going back to my house... I mean, my dad was ha- having vibes. Because your dad missed you. He's not going to tell you, but your dad missed you, bro. Like, I walk through the door and my dad's like, he lights up. He's like, my son. I'm like, rock. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's because they miss you, isn't it? But they don't have the words. As Yaf would say, like, or ha- was saying earlier and what you were saying, is that they don't necessarily have the words to express those, ex- those emotions. So what we've got to do as uh, millennial men is like try and really draw it out of them. Do you know what I mean? As we start to grow as as who, as people and as men as well, just be like showing that level of vulnerability and like emotion towards them to make them know it's all right, you know? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or just reading their actions. Yeah, yeah. And just seeing like, I'm pretty sure when I go home now, whatever, what time are we at now? It's like 9.30ish. Yeah. It's probably going to be about 10.30 by the time I get home. Mm. And I guarantee you my dad's going to ask me if I'm hungry. <laughs> and it's like I'll never forget bro we had just had the sickest weekend of our lives playing in the new camp at Barcelona yeah I was very I was very ready to tell the whole world and my family <laughs> I get home bro my dad doesn't ask me how Barcelona was he asked me am I hungry and I was just like fam out of all the questions you could have asked me 
I've just come off a plane from Barcelona, <laughs> played in the Nubicamp, very nearly scored. If it wasn't for that pagan enemy of progress defender who pulled me down when he got spun like a Beyblade. I'm not angry or anything, and I don't think about it at least three times a week. Just saying. Oh, gosh. Watch that video tonight. Um, yeah, so it's like, you know, understanding their intentions. Yeah, for and sure. How, like, what they mean mm. by how they act. You know? Facts, facts, facts. So I feel like with that, I'm trying to, like, when I have kids, mm. I want to make sure that I'm vocal to them and like they yeah. know where they stand, if yeah. that makes sense. Because yeah, I'm not yeah, saying that sure. it's a bad thing that, you know, we're talking about our fathers here that they couldn't communicate certain things. No, to they us. did what they could, man, and they did 100%. their best, bro. 100%. They they definitely did their best because even if you look at where we are now, we have to give thanks to our pops and obviously like where we are. You know what I'm saying? Can't say. I say there's like the the this, the errors the, that they like the errors where they grew up in. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. Like from them back then mm. to now, mm. like. Things have comp- changed oh, massively. Yeah. Like yeah. my dad is, my dad is learning how to do like <laughs> use like that like iPhone and stuff. Like he's not, he's not very tech savvy. But now he knows how to do WhatsApp call. He knows how to send a message. Like, do you know what I mean? And it's not because he's, he's not silly. He's just like technology's grown, bro. Like, and like seeing that now, that man grew up on one to one Motorola's. Bro, my dad yeah actually has to like make a day out of if he like if he needs to order something online. <laughs> it's like. I'm sorry, I'm not walking it. But like, in fact, he'll book an appointment with one of us, yeah. with one of his children, to help him buy something from Argos, fam. No, but it, but it's like, and the worst, do you not? Sorry, to cut you. Do you know the funniest one is like when you have to watch them type their email address or oh, something, oh. and it's like, where do you? Um, <laughs> it's where the nah, nah, and you're just there like, nah, fam, the queue's right there, isn't it? <laughs> but you don't want to say it. You don't want to say it. Yeah. You don't want to let him find it. No, should I tell you, this is my, it's like my dad, my dad uses the phone, yeah. My dad will use the phone. He will hold the phone there. And I think, I like, Pops, you're trying to break the screen, but he's only pressing one letter, but he is tapping the absolute shit out bro. of that button. At least your dad doesn't use a magnifying glass on his phone, bro. <laughs> oh, my, 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 my dad, my dad, my dad wears glasses. Yes, yes, I hold, I've hold yes. it far away. Or yes. my dad would. My, it's a very practical and normal solution. My da, my Reading glasses. A my magnifying glass on an iPhone makes no sense, brother. <laughs> Who even owns and uses a magnifying glass in 2022? Where'd you get a magnifying glass from, bruv? Apart from Amazon. This guy moving like Sherlock Holmes, bruv. What the hell, fam? <laughs> Wait, I, I, I might have to switch this up just a little bit, yeah? Because I realise that we've gone all this way and we've not given Steph or our audience an insight to who Steph and Dixon actually is. Oh, they already, they already <laughs> know by now, man. But Steph, man, just for our audience and everybody that's listening, the homies and that, let them know who you are, what you do, how you got into what you're doing uh, and what's next for you, bro, man. Ah, oh, um, yeah, so my name's Steph. Obviously, I'm from South East London. Done, done all the vibes. Jeez. Um, yeah, so I've just been on a bit of a mad journey, to be honest. Like, um, I used to work in a school uh, with, like, autistic children um, when, I was, when I was a bit younger, um, which was a real eye-opener for me mm. because it allowed me just to really, like, connect with, like, different type of people and, like, really understand, like, when you make a difference or a change to someone's life or no, giving them time cool. that someone might not give them kids you know mm. you feel quite fortunate um and like so i started off working there um and i think for me it's probably one of the best experiences that i 
ever had. Amazing. Um, as well as kicking ball. Yeah. But, you know, that was one of my best experiences that I had. Um, and then I ended up going to work for, like, a sporting agency, um, which was great because I ended up moving into, like, the world of Nike. Um, and one of my first big projects was the Nike Academy one of the best times come on that was one of the best like event times of come my life like on. nike academy for those who don't know was like a international football program a kids a, a, a 18 a 16 to 20 year olds dream dream bro. of living at st george's park and training every day and getting everything done for you getting the latest boots flying to play barcelona and <sighs> doing all these things which was crazy um, and it's where I reconnected with, with man like KK as well. Come on, man. We met, up, we met back on that journey after after many years. Yeah, man. Um, One of the sickest days was walking into St. James's Park. And, like, that was my first day of, like, working with Nike for RGA. And I uh, travelled up with all of my new people. That's the first time I met them. And I think they were kind of, like, we weren't too sure about, like, my footballing credentials at the time. Obviously, I told them I played for Palace and everything and whatnot. And on that day, that faithful day, this is how I know there's a God up in heaven somewhere, bro, or a divine creator. On that day, Crystal Palace were training at St. James's Park. I walk St. in, St. George's, St. George's Park, sorry. I walk in, and from the balcony, all I hear is, KK. I look up, and there's Steph. And it was just like, I've, <laughs> I've arrived, bro. I've literally so arrived. Down. I've arrived and I was like, yes. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, we made it. was like validation, you know? It was nice, man. Sorry, Steph, to cut you off. Yeah, no, it's calm. So obviously that's re- reconnected with KK, which was which was lit. And just done been on a mad journey from there. Um, and yeah, also like built a, built the maddest relationship with a girl like Jenny Simeone. Shout out, shout out JFS all, t- all day long. Um, yeah, so from there, obviously we moved back, in, back, back down to London um, and moved into Nike fully. Um, yeah, and I've just been on that journey ever since, which has been which has been crazy. Um, What's some of the biggest lessons you've learned on the way for you? The biggest lessons? Yeah. Um, interesting one. I think one of the biggest big biggest lessons for me was to not take people for granted. Mm-hmm. Um. There's some people where I thought, and this is me just being completely honest, like when I was on the agency side before I moved into a fully corporate side, mm. I used to look at certain people and think, you're an idiot. <laughs> like, you're, like, wh- what you, like, why do you act a certain way or why right, you're a certain right, way? Right, right. Um, and that's being on the opposite side of the, that's being on the, opposite side of the fence. Um, but when you, and that's without me, that's judging the book by its, by its cover, by mm-hmm, the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I actually sat down with these people and I was, on, I was on that side of the fence and I was actually talking to those people, like fully getting an understanding of them, mm. I was like, ah, this was my mistake. Mm. It was my mistake. Mm. I thought because I'm leading the Nike Academy, I was the guy. <laughs> and that was a young kid from Southeast London going up yeah. to being at the, in that facility and having yeah. all that exposure. The bright lights. Like, it's bright lights, isn't yeah, it? You're man. thinking, yeah, you're doing this just lit. Mm, mm, mm. But reality was, I was the one that was acting, or probably at certain times, not all the time, mm. but I was the one that was probably acting a little bit more like I'm the guy. Yeah, yeah. When reality is, just I'm a small fish in this thing. To say, bro. Do you know it's what I mean? It's mad, isn't it? And when I actually started talking to those people, 
I learned so much about myself. Mm. And it was like a true reflection of myself. Mm-hmm. And that just really like, I say humbled me a lot because when I first moved up there and I was part of that journey, I didn't know none of this stuff. <laughs> I didn't know about this whole corporate world. Yeah. I just knew about working with kids and playing football. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? I didn't know about this whole corporate <laughs> it's stuff. Mad, it? yeah. it's, it's mad. And then and then all of a sudden you're you're getting all this exposure to the latest boots that I couldn't afford when I was a kid. And I'm like, yeah. right, I have it in the palm of my hand. Mm, 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 do you know mm. what I mean? Mm. And it's like I it, it was just a real eye-opener, innit? But it was also something that I would say one of my biggest lessons was, like, to really just, like, make sure I take care of my relationships yeah. and really be humble and just, like, learn from people because mm. the knowledge that was passed on to me after, mm. you, you can't put money on it. You can't buy it. Mm, 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 Do you know what I mean? I mean, you understand people's journeys, man. You, you make an assumption about, about someone and thinking, oh, yeah, you've probably done this, you've probably done that. I'm going to break down and tell you the story. You're like, yo, everything I thought you did, you didn't do that. <laughs> and your hustle and graft was mad. Mm-hmm. And I just have to respect that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Facts, man. That's so that's facts. probably one of my biggest lessons. Uh, and what's like the, the the most like, what's like been so far been like one of your proudest moments that you've like, thing that you've worked on or like what you've put out into the world? From pr- proudest moments? Yeah, man. Ooh. A couple. Yeah, please, man. But I think... I want to give you your flowers today, bro. No, I think first one for me... First one for me was really building a strong relationship with Yaf, to be honest. Like we, hey. no, I, give I give man his flowers. I give man his flowers. Like, when I joined, when I was in the Yeekin team, and... Um, oh, what a time to be alive. What a time. What a time. Um, uh, for those of you guys that don't know, the Eking team is uh, Nike spelled backwards, and it means that you know the brand inside out. Yes. Fine piece of trivia for you. Thanks for the breakdown, sir. Thanks for the breakdown. But no, when we was in that team, um, the, the relationship that me and Yaf had just grew. And like we, lear- we, we learned off each other. We just started vibing. And it made the whole environment of that corporate world comfortable. Do you know what I mean? Um, and... I, that's one thing I'll never take back because every time I look back at it now and I'm sitting next to man now, I think about the journey we're on and how we've gone our separate ways, but still we ain't we ain't gone anywhere, do you know what I mean? Like I have to appreciate that first and foremost, isn't it? Appreciate it too, man. Um, and you bro. Yeah. No. Nah. But yeah, that's that's probably that's still like one of the, the key highlights for me. Um I think secondly, from a project perspective, I think one of the Best thing that I ever done was 2019 uh, Paris Fashion Week taking <laughs> to taking Dean Asher Smith and Katie Johnson Thompson to walk the off white cat show um, off white um, catwalk for the track and field collection. Amazing! Like the first time you ever had track and field athletes visible Sick. in that fashion that fashion industry um, in Paris as well, which was lit. Cause that was my first ever exposure to. Like the fashion industry, like yeah. I see it in magazines and see it on like social media, but now I'm in the mix of this thing. <laughs> and I said, yo, this is a madness. <laughs> but it was mad because you opened up locked doors for athletes. Mm, do you mm. know what I mean? And people that really want to do something. Mm. And um yeah, it was just a real eye opener, man. Really, man. A real eye opener. And the amount of traction that got and then the amount of things you see after that for females in sport, um, like going into different avenues. 
but still having sport as the main focus point, but they're just opening up other doors and avenues Sick. for other people. Sick. It's crazy. Sick, man. It's crazy. Um, that being one, um, you know, I've done a lot of stuff with, with Ram- Ramla Ali as well. Um, such a huge inspiration in the community for, for, for women in sport in general, for, for every background, every, every religion. Um, just someone that, you know, if you thought you couldn't achieve anything, that is one person that will take you to a realization that anything is possible. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and her story is mad. It was a real eye opener. Eye opener when you, when you, when you hear, when you hear these stories and like their backgrounds and look, everyone's got a story, right? Mm-hmm. Like let me know everyone. Most people have a story, but I guess when you feel the passion in their story and you be like, yo, this is really relatable. Mm you understand why you really want to help them. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you will like push down barriers to make sure that by some way, shape or form, you can open some sort of door for them. Even if it's not the door they wanted, mm. it's something. It's just foot in the right direction. Mm. Um, hmm? What, you want Young Ramler on the, on the show? Young Ramler. Young Ram Dizzle. Jeez. Don't worry about that. We'll, we'll <laughs> chat, we'll chat. Um... But yeah, like I've done, I, I've been quite fortunate to work with quite quite a lot of, um, I say athletes or talent across the board. Yeah. Um, and not just that, community partners as well. Like I have to realise the people on the ground, the ones that make the magic really happen. Thanks. And like when you, when you sit down and speak to those people because they don't get the highlights that everyone else gets. They're the ones in the background doing all the stuff and just creating these opportunities mm-hmm. from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there's there's some real smile and passion in that. Nice man. You know what I mean? I would say so. I I obviously know like your journey hasn't been an orthodox journey into your position and the places that you are now. Like, for people that are trying, t- just trying to get somewhere, like, what piece of advice would you give them? I I think for me, I think one of the key ones is like, I don't know what I don't know really right now what the specific bit of advice is i'll get to that by the end but my journey wasn't a straightforward journey yeah like i probably went around the houses and done stuff a really unorthodox way mm-hmm. like i didn't have the education behind me mm-hmm. of going to university mm-hmm. or like finishing college because i was playing football at the same time mm-hmm. um and you know i went in, into working with school went into working with uh, like kids in the school because that was like my kind of like get away from sport it was something that i found like really enjoyable but also it was my old primary school so it was like giving back factor um and then as i was just going along doing things doors just opened and opened and opened and all of a sudden i found myself at st george's park thinking what the hell am i doing here <laughs> i ain't got the qualifications to be I, I at one point i thought to myself like i don't have the qualifications to have these like high profile conversations mm. with people with the fa and all these people at nike global and all these things because like i'm just a young kid from southeast london you know, mm. I'm thinking everyone that works for these companies needs the the university degree, the paper. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I think the realisation for me is that I kind of didn't know where I was going, but I knew there was a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. And I just kept going and going to see how far I could really take this thing. Yeah, man. Um, and I just haven't stopped. Keep going, to be fair. And I think, like, when one door opens, I, I look forward to the next door. Mm. Like I don't close that door because I want to like give that opportunity to somebody else mm. and like let them take my knowledge yeah. that I've gained. Yeah. But I want to open the next door for myself to see how far I can really go. 
Do you know? So I'm still on my own journey now. Of course, of course. But of I course. just think the one of the most key positive things is like, I just didn't, I just didn't give up. Mm. Mm. There's there's times when I thought, oh, I'm gonna bang my head against the table. Like, oh, this is really frustrating me. But you got to think about the position that I was in, and it's not a position of sort of like power or anything. It's more about I can, I know in myself, I believe I can go on and do great things. Mm-hmm. But also, if I go on and do great things, it makes it easier for the next person, the next yeah. young ma- man or young girl to come through yeah. and like follow in, not say my footsteps, they had create their own path, mm. but they can look at you as someone, a blueprint. People always say that they can't see someone that looks like them yeah, in, in the business, yeah, yeah, yeah. like to aspire to. Yeah. I'm not, not saying people aspire to me, but at least they can see me in that field and be like, mm. oh, it is possible. Yeah, 100%, man. That's beautiful stuff, man. <sighs> Anything you want to add? It's been a pleasure to be on some of that journey with you, my brother. Yeah, for real, man. And a pleasure to have you on the show as well. Of course, of course. I feel like we need more of these. We do, bro. We do. They're actually yeah. fantastic. I actually really Steve enjoyed just having um, <laughs> It's been great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm sure you'll hear from the Mandem real, real soon. Um, you have been listening to the Out of Home podcast. It is key. It is Yeah. It is Steph. And we out, man. Join us next time. Much love. Yeah. What a do, baby. What a do, baby. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.